Montgomery County Mayor Jim Durrett talks about what led him to declare an executive order requiring masks during the pandemic. He also goes into detail on what enforcement of the policy will look like and provides an update on the Multipurpose Events Center. All in this episode of Clarksville's Conversation. Hey everybody, it's Katie Gamble here with my good buddy Charlie Kuhn for another episode of Clarksville's Conversation. And joining us today, I'm going to let Charlie introduce our guest, but we have Editor-in-Chief of Clarksville Now to join us today. To, um, as ne- There's three of us for Clarksville's Conversation today, not just two. So Charlie, you want to introduce our guest? I do. And one, I want to say welcome, Chris. Good to have you on here with us. And, uh, you know, there's a lot going on in Montgomery County, and there's no one better to hear from than our favorite county mayor, Jim Durrett. Hey, man. (laughs) Hey, Charlie, Katie, Chris, how are y'all doing? We're good. Thank you for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. Not like you have anything going on. Just a little bit, but it's all, it's, it's, it's all good. Oh, well, let's Go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, I'm sorry. What? No, I was going to say, let's jump right in. Every, you know, the big news is the wearing of masks. And I, I know that couldn't be an easy decision for that mandate. Can you tell us kind of why you did that and how you came up with that, the process? Yeah, Charlie, uh, you know, I guess two weeks ago, or yeah, two weeks ago, uh, we issued our first order related to masks and we, we required businesses that were open to the public for their employees to wear them. And so before we did that, we met with basically everybody that we've been meeting with throughout this whole thing. And that was, uh, um, the, uh, the city mayor, his chief of staff, Jimmy Edwards, uh, our director of emergency services, Joey Smith, uh, health department director, uh, my chief of staff, Kyle Johnson, uh, and our PIOs. And so when we did that, we kind of talked through the process. And, and really, uh, our mindset with just requiring businesses to wear them was um, that we thought maybe uh, businesses would kind of adopt the, the philosophy or the policy of making people that came into their place of business wear them. Because you have the right as a owner of a building to require somebody. It's just like no shoes, no shirt, no service. It's just like a no trespassing sign on your land. You know, uh, you you have a right to tell people how they can enter your premises. Uh, And so, you know, we did that and we saw some buy-in and and about the middle of that week is when a lot of the major retailers across the country started doing it themselves and saying, you know, to come in our business, we're going to require masks. But I think probably what led to that was the data trends that we were seeing. And um, one of our biggest problems in this whole thing is our data is so far behind, uh, especially testing. Uh, You're kind of making decisions uh, based on what you think may happen, but you're not sure. And and in this particular case, it it, it has happened. And, And so then, uh, we went through that process and we met again. Uh, and probably the biggest, one of the biggest heartache I had, you know, I don't like y'all, all three of y'all know me. I don't want to tell anybody what to do, uh, how to run their personal life or anything like that. And, uh, it's a pretty heavy burden, but the, the, 
the big thing that I had a concern about was the enforcement aspect of it and asking our police department uh, and the city mayor to buy in and the sheriff to buy in on the enforcement side of it. So we had a meeting with, with, with our law enforcement group and talked about enforcement. And, you know, when we did the shelter at home, we had a, a process of how we were going to handle complaints. And so we kept that process in place. Uh, and we, um, but that, that was really heavy on me is, is putting that burden on our, on our, our sheriff deputies and our police officers on enforcing that. And, uh, I don't know of any instances that we have. We have a briefing call today, uh, just an internal call that uh, to be the city and the county law enforcement, 911 of uh, the school system, everybody. And we'll kind of go, go over just what our data is looking like and also uh, talk about any enforcement issues or anything like that. So long answer, it was a tough decision though. So back up for just a minute, you mentioned that it's hard to make decisions with delayed data. Explain that to me, like, I mean, I think I know why the data is delayed, but I mean, what you're kind of dealing with in that situation. Well, Katie, what we did uh, from the very beginning, we were looking at uh, our percent of positive tests to overall test. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the beginning, uh, the testing data was coming back, uh, because only people that had symptoms were supposed to be being tested. And then I don't remember when it was, but they opened it up to everybody. And so what's happened is these labs and labs have gotten overwhelmed. And instead of getting test results back in three to five days, you know, it's nine to 12 days now. And so, you know, you, you have, you have Saturday is a perfect example. Uh, I, I think it was Saturday uh yeah so when the numbers were posted by the state we had 1100 over 1100 tests that day that were reported and we had but we had 89 positives and so when people see Clarksville or Montgomery County went up 89 positives that's a whole whole lot 89 mm -hmm. when you think about it but it was over over 1100 uh, tests that were done on that day. So, excuse me, 11,000 tests. And so that's, you know, that's big. But when you look at the data, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give y'all just some little, some, some stuff we look at. So in the last seven days, we've had a total of 282 positive tests. Remember Saturday, we had 89. We had a big percentage of it. But here's really the, what we've been looking at. So, if you look back seven days from 720 to 726, our percent of positive tests to overall tests is at 6.08. If you go back the previous seven days, uh, and that would be, um, it'd be the 19th back to the 13th of July, our percent of positive to overall was 5.40. Mm. And then if you go back from 7.12 to 7.6 of July, our percent of positives to overall was 4.38. So you can see our percent of positives is going up. And, and we kind of felt that that may happen. And then the other thing, since I think it was like March 29th when we started uh, tracking data, 
through July, from late March to July 1, we had 34 total hospitalizations. Since the 1st of July, today's the 26th, we're at 62 total hospitalizations. So that number, what's that? Just in Montgomery County. That's just Montgomery County. So you can see that our hospitalizations overall have almost doubled in the last month. Uh, so they've gone up 28 versus 34 from March all the way through July. And then I think the other numbers that are, are important, if you look at from, uh, from July the 13th through the 19th, just those five days, uh, we're at about 11% positive test. That's just in that seven-day time period. And if you look at the 20th through the 26th, which is the last seven days, we're at about 12.91. So our positive rates are going up. Our tests are going up. And But, it, again, it's so hard to correlate to all that data because just like last Saturday when we had all those tests up on us and we had 89 positive tests, that kind of makes your data look a little flawed. So you got to wait three or four days and maybe let the data catch up to itself to some degree. Uh, and so you're, you're kind of making decisions on, again, as I said earlier, on something that you think is going to happen. Uh, but I do think uh, I'm hoping that next week uh, we will start seeing maybe that uh, percent of positives level off a little bit and quit growing. Uh, but that's kind of where we are today. So you mentioned a while ago also that you get with the police department, sheriff's department about enforcement. What is being done for enforcement? Well, the process is uh, the Number one, we, we, we provided both agencies with a lot of masks. Uh, and so if they see somebody not wearing a mask, they're going to hand them one, ask them to wear one. And so from an individual standpoint, the enforcement is going to be different than it would be from probably a business standpoint. And that's really hard to say, but it's, you know, we don't want, we don't want, uh, either agency riding down the road and they see people, two people talking and they may not look like they're six feet apart uh, and pulling them over and giving them a warning. But the first, the first one is a warning. And the second one, they can be cited. Uh, and that's, if you cite somebody to court, uh, it's a, it's a class A misdemeanor. And that's not something we determine. That's determined uh, by state statute. And so that can be up to a $1,500 fine and $1,129 incarceration. I don't think we'll see that happen. Uh, hopefully don't see anybody get fined, but uh, we'll get an update on that today. And I, I'll know a little bit more about some of the enforcement issues that they're dealing with. Mayor, what's some of the reaction that you're getting from the community? I mean, I know people tend to speak up more often when they're upset about something than when they're, you know, happy about something. But um, what's been the reaction that you're hearing from constituents about the mask orders? Well, Chris, I think probably just human nature, uh, the people that are embracing the mask, they're not going to call you 
the people that are opposed to it will. So, uh, you know, we average eight or 10 calls a day about it. Uh, and you know, it's, uh, some people are, uh, a little bit more belligerent than others. Uh, that's kind. And, yeah. And, and, and so, you know, we did, I just, I, I feel so sorry for our staff here, uh, because they're dealing with so many of them. And I've told them that, you know, if you get to a point, just, you know, if I'm available, pass them to me. Uh, if not, take their number and I'll call them back. So I call them back. And, uh, you know, the, the people want to, people want to, Chris, you know, this as well as I do, or and Charlie and Katie both, uh, you can read one thing that says masks are effective. You can read something that says masks aren't effective. But looking at all the data that we have, uh, we think they do make a dis difference. Uh, we're getting that message out of the governor's office, even though he has not mandated them. Uh, we're getting that out of the federal government. And I know that message has been mixed. Uh, in the beginning, there was CDC said, you know, their masks aren't, don't wear a mask. And, uh, but I think uh, that's a pretty broad sentiment uh, if you talk to the CDC or uh, what's the doctor's name, the little guy that uh, Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Dr. Bricks or whatever, Deborah Bricks. Um, so, yeah, um, it, it's, it's been, uh, we get a few emails of positivity, uh, but more, we get more people against it than we do in favor of it. Hey, Mayor, um, on, on social media, a lot of times I'll see something where someone says, why is he only doing this seven days at a time? So every week you do a new order. Kind of explain that to everybody so they'll, they'll understand that, that seven-day period. Well, even before this started, uh, local mayors had the ability to issue emergency orders but they're only good for seven days. And that's what the state statute allows. Uh, and so you have to renew them every seven days. Uh, what we wanted to do, and it, I know some counties have done this and I'm not disputing whether it's wrong or right, but uh, what we wanted to do was uh, to issue this order and just have it go through the first of August or the end of July. And, um, but, the statute's the statute, so we're following it, and uh, we probably could have done it, and, you know, you wouldn't have to every seven days reissue, and then they beat you up again. <laughs> you know, it's like a whole new news story, uh, but uh, we're, we're doing it according to the statute. That's a very good question, though. That is a good question. So, um, can I switch topics for just a minute? Sure. Yeah come back at the end if there's anything about masks you want to tell us but we haven't heard an update on impact in a while so where right. are we at I'd I mean that's some positive news in the county well we uh, uh, we started some abatement work uh, a couple of those buildings had asbestos in them we knew that kind of going in when we started doing our environmental work uh, we started that work I think last week it should be finished up this week. Uh, they will be getting permits and uh, putting a fence up around the site. Uh, I think most of the fence is up already and we'll start demo uh, 
probably the first or second week in August of those two buildings. Uh, you know, the, the commission gave us approval uh, to go ahead and sell the bonds. Uh, we haven't done that yet. Uh, and the reason we haven't done it, we, we are not totally finalized with Austin P through the state and really COVID kind of held that up. And uh, so they're supposed to meet August the 3rd. Uh, and then I think there's one more meeting after that. So hopefully, uh, second week of August, we'll start our process of going to bond market and get going on that thing. I'm excited about it still. We've uh, applied for a big grant. Uh, I think we hear back from it at the end of this month. And so keeping our fingers crossed there and, um, but yeah, we're, we're, it's moving forward. Our design team has been working, Katie. Uh, every kind of all phases of it have been going on. It's just not a lot of physical activity on the site, but now you're gonna start seeing more and more of that. Is there any sort of revised timeline on when, um, on a groundbreaking or projected completion date at this point? Yeah, Chris, we're we're still shooting for uh, fall of of uh, twenty fall of twenty twenty. What it, what is it? It's twenty twenty now. <laughs> fall. We we're, we're we're we still shooting. We're, it, it, it's about it's about a uh, it's about a year and a half build. Uh, so if we can, you know, if we can get started, hopefully summer of twenty twenty two. Uh, we'll be ready to roll in there. But, you know, we've been talking to the Predators, uh, Powers Management. We we have great relationship there. Uh, we've been on several calls with Austin P uh, and the Predators. And so um, uh, it's, a lot of, it's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, not anything that you can really see, but now people will start seeing it. So 2022, is that the next election year? Yes. So, will you think you're going to run for re-election so you can see it completed? No, I'm hoping it'll be finished before then. Okay. I was hoping you'd say yes. Yeah. Well, I don't think so, but thank you. Good try, Katie. I know. I was trying. I was fishing. <laughs> Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you feel like the, the listeners and viewers need to know about? No, I, I think, Katie, that the whole thing on the mask is that, um, you know, it's it's really about, and we've said this a long time ago, it's really not about me, it's about, it's, it's about we. Mm -hmm. uh, and so respect for other people. Uh, you know, um, I, I, I don't like to wear it. Uh, we social distance in our office. Uh, if I go out in public, if I go in a building, uh, I wear it. You don't have to wear it if you're in your vehicle. You don't have to wear it if you have breathing difficulties. And, you know, I, I had a big conversation with, with a guy last week, uh, and he was asking me the enforcement question. And I, I used this analogy towards him because he said, so basically you've created a rule or a law or whatever you want to call it that you're not going to enforce. And I said, no, we're going to enforce it uh, if we have to. And I asked him, I said, have you ever been down a road 
and you were driving 35 miles an hour, but speed limit's 30. He said, yeah, I'm sure I've done that a bunch. And I said, well, you don't get pulled over most of the time because you're going five miles over the speed limit. But if we get a situation where people are speeding on a certain road and or people are going really or somebody's going really, really fast, then we step up enforcement. And so that's kind of how we'll have to treat this mass thing in the fact that if we see a hot spot or we see a problem, then we may have to step in there and, 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 and do some enforcement things that if people would just abide by it, we wouldn't have to do it. So if you're driving down a road that's posted 30, drive 30. You ain't got a problem. Are there maps available that show the different hotspots in Montgomery County? No, they're not. Uh, we don't have that data. We are working on a, uh, on a dashboard type thing that, uh, that will be specific to Montgomery County. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a joint effort between uh, the county's IT staff, the city's IT staff, and Austin PGIS. Hopefully, we'll be able to roll that thing out this week. Uh, it's going to give you a lot of the data that I gave you today. Uh, and it'll be uh, it's very user-friendly. Uh, and so, I think, people will, I think people will appreciate it. I look forward to that. Subscribe to Clarksville's Conversation wherever you get your podcasts. You don't miss out on a single episode. 